Hello and welcome to Umphasip's monthly podcast, Out Loud. My name is Ersin Ostojan and today I'm pleased to welcome Civil Affairs Officer Monahiko Harada, Military Observer and Liaison Officer Captain Josh and Police Commander Lubita Hirkova to talk about the importance of not fueling hate but fueling the debate as this month we mark International Day of Peace, which is observed around the world on 21 September. The United Nations General Assembly has declared this day as a day devoted to strengthening the ideals of peace through observing 24 hours of non-violence and ceasefire. But achieving true peace entails much more than laying down arms. It requires the building of societies where all members feel that they can flourish. It involves creating a world in which people are treated equally, regardless of their race. I have with me Civil Affairs Officer Monahiko, who has joined us to talk about the importance of working with both communities on the island to build peace, confidence and trust between both sides. Monahiko, can you tell us a little bit about the work Civil Affairs is doing to promote the debate between Greek Cypriots and Turkish Cypriots? Yes. We Civil Affairs section um, have been doing our best to reach out to civil society organizations and local communities across the island, exploring opportunities and willingness of people and groups to engage in intercommunal interaction and dialogue. How we go about this is we identify opportunities and then we convene and connect like-minded people, groups and interested local authorities and support them so that they can start engaging in intercommunal interaction. We provide networking opportunities, seed funding for intercommunal projects to kickstart, and linguistic support to enable communication between the communities. We believe that by convening, connecting, and ideally amplifying these intercommunal linkages in sustainable partnerships, so that we can help build trust between the communities. And we are active all over the island. For example, we have outreach to youth groups in Lefka, Lefka area, and we have managed to bring together youth groups and organizations to create an online platform of discussion and exchange of views in a variety of topics, which we call youth discussions. Four different sessions and one workshop have already been organized with academics and experts, attracting around 300 young people from all corners of Cyprus. And most importantly, young people who engaged for the first time with a member of the other communities. In Nicosia, um, we make available a space at the Little Palace Hotel to different civil society organizations wishing to have intercommunal activities. We also bring together people from the Nicosia municipalities to help develop a common project. Soon we are having an event um, coming up on 1st and 2nd October, the local conference of the youth, with the support from the children and youth constituency of the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, and also financial support from the British High Commission and the British Council. The goal of this work is to empower the youth to advocate for climate change and interact with youth from the other community in organizing this kind of event. 
And in the Greater Famagusta Kazimagsa region, we noted that collaboration between women groups in the region have been very successful. Groups have built a relationship with our support and have been organizing activities and projects in which hundreds of people participated, such as movie screenings, culture trips, and social gatherings, and they have completed a number of bi-communal projects, one being called Women Weave Together for Peace, which aims to promote intergenerational dialogue on the subjects around which is to do with common history and women's issues. Recently, they are working on a project through which women from both communities come together twice a month to produce traditional handicrafts and learn each other's language. I could go on and on with a list of projects, but what we hope to achieve here is again through trust building between the communities we contribute to the creation of a conducive environment on which Cypriots themselves are helped build peace across the divide. That's why we are all still here. Thank you, Monahiko. That was really interesting. Captain Josh, you are a National Guard military observer and liaison officer, and part of your duties include engaging with the opposing forces. Can you explain to our audience what that is like? What sort of challenges do you face on your day-to-day -day interactions and how do you mitigate these? Thank you, Ersin. So, my name is Captain Josh and as you say, I've deployed to Sector 2 as the National Guard Military Observer and Liaison Officer. So what that means is I essentially represent the Sector 2 Commanding Officer at all low-level liaison links we have with the National Guard of the Republic of Cyprus. My main dealing is in Sector 2, uh, and that is with the 4th Infantry Brigade of the National Guard, and this spans roughly a 30-kilometre frontage across Nicosia, with almost 200 National Guard positions along the southern ceasefire line. Almost daily, I'll engage with the battalion liaison officers and the brigade liaison officer, either in person, face-to-face, -face, at their favourite coffee shops, or more often than not, over the phone or via message. We discuss everything from allegations of violations committed by the opposing forces, to organising and facilitating UN escorts for maintenance and work on their positions. By far the most rewarding are the in-person meetings where you have time to build rapport which in the long run makes communication and engagement easier when it is needed the most. So you mentioned challenges, uh, daily challenges. To be frank I have been fortunate to have had a very cooperative and friendly National Guard liaison network. The officers all speak very good English which is a lot better than me trying to speak Greek. On the flip side, my Turkish force counterpart does have to work with liaison officers that don't speak English and who work through a translator. This can make working out delicate situations very difficult. This leads on to the training we conduct prior to arriving in theatre and the training provided by HQ Unfasip. As part of our pre-deployment training, the officers and soldiers that had been identified to work in a liaison role attended a no negotiation training day prior to deploying. As an example, we were introduced to the engagement hierarchy within UNFASIP, which was probably the most valuable session, as it is that chain of command that allows us to escalate issues that can't be resolved at sector level. Thank you, Captain Josh. Police Commander Lubita. One of the reoccurring issues taking place inside the buffer zone is related to farming. How does UN Police work with both sides to support these incidents? What are some of the other issues you face that require dealing with both communities and strengthen debate and diffuse tensions? Thank you, Arzin. 
Yes, the primary function of UN police is to maintain peace in the buffer zone. We do encounter disputes over farming, but through our system of checks and permits, we can help resolve issues over who has or has not got the right to farm the disputed plot of land. This is done on a shared operational basis between ourselves, UN police, civil affairs component and the military component. During our daily patrols in the buffer zone, UN police engages with the farmers in the area to encourage cooperative and interactive partnership. This regular engagement not only helps maintain a working relationship with the farmers and their farm workers, but also identify any issues that farmers may have at this early stage. This knowledge from regular community-based policing then allows UNFISIP to develop and implement a system to deconflict any issues that the farmers may have. If we are aware of any current dispute, we will then increase our patrols in that area and make efforts to meet with the farmers in question and offer them our mediatory services to sit down and discuss what the dispute is about and help them develop a solution. Other issues that may require dealing with are by communal events. The role of UN police in these situations is to provide a security assessment and make recommendations for the event organizers to assist with the event passing off peacefully and without any issues. Again, this also involves the other two components of UNFISIP and once all components have carried out their respective assessment, the decision will be made as to whether or not the event can go ahead. Once the green light is given, UN police will work closely with the organizers and brief them on what is and is not permitted to happen in the buffer zone. The success of these bicommunal events is one of the key building blocks to help strengthen debate and diffuse tensions. Thank you all for joining the conversation. I'm sure our listeners enjoyed learning more about your work and how you are all contributing to peace on our beautiful island. Until next time, stay safe.